know, I don't even know where the ideal came from that we should separate God in business because when I really began to surrender my business to God, that's when the prosperity happened. And when I say prosperity, I am not speaking solely from a financial place. I'm speaking from being able to hire. I mean, we've employed, I think, something like, I don't even have the count, but it's hundreds of people, right, in the last dozen years. That is a blessing, to be a blessing to someone else and create jobs. That's what we're here for, right? Welcome to Charisma Connection. My name is Jesslyn, and today I am here with Nicole Robinson. Say hi, Nicole. Hi, everyone. Hi. Okay, so we are super excited that you are with us today. You are part of the Divine Purpose School. Why don't you give us a rundown of who you are and what that is? So I'm Nicole Robinson Kaye, founder of Divine Purpose School. Uh, Divine Purpose School helps women uncover their purpose, um, really discover their passion, and just pursue a life of more peace and prosperity. Oh man, I love that. Now you have kind of a history of knowing about your calling and your purpose and tapping into that. Can you explain a little bit more? Yes. Um, Like so many other women, um, I just wore titles for a very, very long time. Mm. And then one day I had an epiphany um, and it actually happened. Uh, My husband came home and told me to, uh, he was going to take the kids out and I should enjoy myself. And at this maybe time, get a bubble bath, on. get some order in some Chinese food, that type <laughs> thing. Right, exactly. Um, but I was standing in my kitchen when he said that, and he got everyone packed up, and they were off for uh, a couple hours together to have fun. And I looked around my house. My house was clean. It was the weekend, so my business was closed. There was no work to be done. Mm. And I just had an epiphany that outside of those titles and outside of those roles that I fulfilled in everyone's life, that I was lost. I had no idea how to spend my evening. But it, it I went to a deeper place and actually ended up sobbing on my kitchen floor. I have been there. It's okay. Was there a can of right. whipped cream involved? Right. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but I realized in that moment that it wasn't about the few hours that was in front of me. It was more about I have lost myself. Mm. I don't know who I am. I don't know what to do. I don't even know what I would enjoy doing. Right? Yeah. Right. Right. So that sparked a quest for me to really delve deep, unearth and uncover everything uh, that life had, I guess, uh, masked me with and, and really pursue what God allowed me to come into this world to do. What was my assignment? Mm-hmm. So uh, it began a journey that, that I just can't even explain uh, the joy, peace, and just uh, overall fullness of life that I've been able to experience as a result of allowing the Holy Spirit to move into my life and guide me and show me and helping me to confront things head on Mm. and just really abandoning myself to who God created me to be. And can you give me some examples of that? Because I know I'm someone who I'm like, yes, I want to know about my identity and my calling, but how does that work? Well, what I really had to do, um, it actually 
brought me back to my childhood. Hmm. Um, and everyone affectionately called me Nikki as a child. So after a couple of months, just it was a, a process, a process mm-hmm. that I must say is unique to everyone. But it brought me back to Nikki, and I remembered Nikki. I was seven or eight years old, and I would sit in my closet, and I would write business plans. Oh. I would never, right. That's not what your average seven- or eight-year-old does. Normally they have (laughs) dolls or pretended to be a veterinarian. Not that that's a personal experience. Right, right, exactly. I would actually probably line my dolls up and teach them about business stuff um, that totally was just innately inside of me, mm-hmm. right, about this lemonade stand I was going to build or this hospital that I was going to own. And I remember how fun that was and how natural that was for me. And I remembered mm-hmm. all the things that I wanted to do as a younger woman, right? But just like everyone else, I took a few wrong turns, and I had a few, I guess, well-intentioned people mm-hmm. who, uh, you know, and I ended up in a place where, Again, I just didn't know who I, who I was. Mm-hmm. But when I started thinking about Nikki, I realized that Nikki, this seven-year-old girl, knew so much more than Nicole, the grown woman, did. Okay? So I began to let myself just go back to that place of childhood, before programming, before experience, just the innocence of who I was created to mm-hmm. be, right? Digging into my natural skill sets, my natural talents and my natural abilities and for me that has always been helping people for for myself first uh maximizing my potential Mm -hmm. right endless possibilities exploring the endless possibilities of what I could do in life and how I could help others and I also had to abandon an ideology that I wasn't of service to God if I wasn't in a the four walls if you will of a church because in my mind right in my mind I thought you know, that's the highest service. But now I realize that the skills and talents that we have, we're here to glorify God mm-hmm. by using and operating in those talents to our highest ability. Oh, so I for the it. first time in life, I began to see that entrepreneurship as a gift from God and a way to honor him through building businesses and helping other people to do the same. Like, that's exactly like the parable of the talents when God is talking or when Jesus is talking about, like, what are you going to do with the talents that I give you? Are you going to bury them under the sand? Are you actually going to use them? Right. Right. Um, So what have you seen the Holy Spirit doing outside of the church? Like, what have you seen him doing, like, in businesses? In businesses, um, I'm I'm so blessed and, and happy to be afforded the opportunity to connect with some amazing entrepreneurs and also potential or aspiring entrepreneurs. But I just see God moving in in business in mm-hmm. a way like never before. And oh, do tell. Really beginning, right? Uh, you know, I don't even know where the ideal came from that we should separate God in business because when I really began to surrender my business to God, that's when the prosperity happened. And when I say prosperity, I am not speaking solely from a financial place. Mm -hmm. I'm speaking from being able to hire. I mean, we've employed, I think, something like, I don't even have the count, but it's hundreds of people, right, in the last dozen years. That is a blessing, to be Mm -hmm. a blessing to someone else and create jobs. That's what we're here for, right? Absolutely. Right. Just being able to know that because... So 
someone has been obedient to God calling them into entrepreneurship, that they're able to help families provide for their Mm -hmm. own families and also help people to work in an atmosphere where they don't have to reduce themselves to standards that don't support their beliefs, right? Um, In one of my offices, we play worship music all day long. And it's not a, right, it's not a church. It's not a traditional um, like Christian environment, a, a, right? A traditional environment where you would expect that, but it's we create an atmosphere there, mm-hmm. and we're allowed to freely worship. And our customers, and we have uh, customers and clients that just continually talk about the atmosphere, and you know the service that they get is so different uh, versus some of our competitors. So I just see people really beginning to understand that. Um, ministry and business um, are one and the same. Mm-hmm. That industry can really be ministry, oh, right? And that. if you put right, if you put that in perspective, oh my God, the endless possibilities. I love it. Um, one of the questions, as I was looking over this, is you had mentioned before that you kind of have a calling to make a profit. And I know a lot of people in the Christian world are hesitant to deal with a lot of money because they're like, the love of money is the root of all evil. But God also gave us money so we could live in the world. So what does the Holy Spirit have to do with making profit? I think that the Holy Spirit is a a guide, okay? A guide. Mm -hmm. And when we say profit, that is, in my experience, I've dealt with a lot of people who come in with, you know, they've taken a poverty vow for the sake of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And what I tell people is, if we're called to feed, right, the hungry. Absolutely. Clothe the naked and support the widow. How do we do that if we've taken a po- poverty vow? I can't justify that, especially when I know that everything that we produce in entrepreneurship, you know, is, is a result of what God has blessed us with and mm-hmm. being obedient to those talents and gifts. Now, there are those people um, outside, you know, of where we are that maybe are, you know, don't have the principles yet um, of prosperity or the principles of uh, the kingdom principles, mm-hmm. if you will. And when I measure businesses that operate in these kingdom pr- principles versus uh you know, what I would call secular or or businesses that aren't Mm -hmm. necessarily founded on the same principles. You know, I don't even compare from a a, a quantitative Mm -hmm. perspective, but just from the fruit that's coming from it, the mission trips that they're able to support, the homes that they're able to provide for, the employees that they're able, there is no comparison. There's no comparison, right? This is the stuff that we're not seeing all over the place. Mm It's not being advertised. What these businesses that are operating with the biblical Christian principles are able to do and able to sustain as a result of lending um, their business, lending their minds to guidance from the Holy Spirit, right? Absolutely. Yes. Even in um, negotiations, um, it's important to, I mean, you cannot go wrong, right? When Mm -hmm. you're connected with the Creator, you cannot go wrong. I tell this story to everyone, and if I can share it. Of course. Um, we love you, stories. I love to. And a couple of years ago, well, quite a few years now, we had just had two wonderful years uh, in business, my husband and myself. And 
we just flatlined. We didn't do anything, okay, for about 22 months. We mm-hmm. had a, a season or a period of time where we weren't making any money. And we didn't get all of these principles before. We just were operating, you know, we would say a Hail Mary prayer every now and then, but it wasn't I'm familiar like, with those, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't something that was deeply embedded inside of us. Well, we got to a point where I told my husband, I said, we can't, I can't do it anymore. I have got to go and lay the employees off on tomorrow. We're going to close the doors, and we're just going to tell them. And he says, you know, I'm going to support you in that because right now we had got down to like our last couple hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. It was enough to pay their payroll, and that was it. So I told him, and that night, he didn't say anything magnificent. He said, let me pray for you. Mm. And when I laid down, he put his hand on my back and he said, Lord, we need your help. That's all he said. That night, I had a dream. The dream was two words. And this was 10 years ago. So the words were fax broadcast. This was before email and all of that was really popular. Mm -hmm. So the words were fax. I didn't even know what a fax broadcast was. I had no idea. I don't even know what it is, but that's possibly because I'm a millennial. I I didn't know. Right. But I woke up and I told my husband, I said, I saw these two words all night. And he says, oh, I don't know what that means. You know, I didn't even worry about it. I got to the office, prepared to let the staff go. I walked into this this woman, this beautiful woman who was uh, just an angel at that time. And I, t- I walked into the office and I told her what was going on. And I told her about the dream. And she just jumped up and she said, don't pay me. Figure out what that is. And, you know, it's like she was just really being, now I know she was being led by the spirit, but she Mm. was like, you have to do it. So she did some research and ended up telling me, hey, it's a marketing thing to reach masses of uh, organizations at one time. And, you know, this is the cost and, you know, how faith works. The cost to do this was about exactly what I had to pay her. (sighs) I love when God does that. But at the same time, you're like, really down to the last penny? Come (laughs) on now. Yeah, exactly. So I did it because she gave me permission to. Nothing happened for a day or two days. Mm-hmm. We kept going. But, you know, she was building my face. She said, it meant something for you to have that dream tonight. And then by this time, I'd share a little more of what was going on on the back end with the business. So two weeks later, after figuring it out and actually executing and doing a, a, the first fact broadcast, um, Two weeks later, we had a customer call, a potential customer, Mm -hmm. which was in another state, uh, very far from where we were. So they called, and then I'm confused because I'm going, okay, I know how to do this in my little bitty city. I don't know how to do this all over the place, right? Absolutely. So, yeah, I go back to the lady, and I'm like, you know, now we have this potential client who wants services, but they're in another state. And she told me just very profoundly, she said, well, just do what you do here. Just do it over the phone or the Internet. Like, let's figure that stuff out. So I'm like, okay. But, you know, if you know when you're at your end, you'll Mm -hmm. try anything, right? Yes. So I attempted and I attempted to do it and then it worked. And then we got another customer, which was in the same county as the initial customer, which they were both, I want to say, like, probably 2,000 miles away from me. No way I would have connected with them. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let me share this. Within three months, we were a national organization. We had made more money than we had ever made in business up to that point. And this thing has continued to grow year after year. And I share that. 
Yeah, I share that story, not to say how special I am or how great I am or our company is, but I share that because the strategy was given to me. I had no idea. I take no credit for it, okay? And that's what people are missing a lot of times. We want to do everything in our own strength. Mm. But to me, it was almost like, okay, this 22 months has gone by and you have not consulted with me. But I'm going to show you something and I'm going to really make you understand that this is not about you. It's about me, right? So learning that early on in business has been a wonderful asset to me because I get to help other entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs, or purpose seekers, and tell them, like, this is not just something that I'm saying, honey. Mm -hmm. This is something that I live, right? Absolutely. I live it. Okay. So what does... I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm, like, sitting here trying to process all of it, and I'm... (laughs) Kind of having pictures of you like in an office type setting, like the office, the TV show and trying to learn how to fax things far away. But that's all right. right. Um, so what does all this now have to do with your divine purpose school? Well, I think it was the foundational, the building block, right? For me to really understand that the very same platform that I teach from that I've lived now I help people to discover their purpose, uncover their purpose, and discover their passion. Mm -hmm. And I'm largely connected to women who are pursuing entrepreneurial endeavors. Well, we don't have a lot of female mentors in that area either, especially godly women who can show us how to do it the right way. Right, exactly. And, you know, it really what behooves me is, that lady in Proverbs 31 that we read about, mm-hmm. like, we don't read that in context. That lady was doing things. <laughs> she was. That lady investing. was, like, running the whole city while also making her okay. children clothing and also, like, doing 50 million other things. Right. And she was feeding people. If you read this correctly, she was investing, right? Mm. She considered the vineyard to purchase, okay? She was selling, okay, at the gate. Her husband was honorable. And I think that we have this misconception that we can't have it all and that we have to just, uh, you know, sit there and, and just be subservient, which is, uh, in my opinion, it's not accurate because that would be obliterating half of the population that God created. He created us all with a purpose, right? Absolutely. So I think she's a perfect illustration of what a woman could be and how God sees us and that we do have uh, a purpose and we can have it all and I stand, stand here as a testimony my husband would tell you the same thing he says I love the fact that you are who you are mm-hmm. so what if I get to heaven and you know I haven't had as many shirts ironed or meals cooked as other guys but I know that my wife has been able to serve people and help people and work in her highest capacity I should get some points for that I need <laughs> like, a man like yours my word he sounds amazing yes Oh, he is. He is. He's a godsend. But I now realize, just to get back to the other question, that all oh, of keep going. Uh, yeah, the entrepreneur endeavors, all the experience, everything that we have lived was not just about getting me to the place of faith. It makes me stand from a place that when I'm working with an entrepreneur or someone looking for purpose and searching, I have the real life experience and I always go back to my reference because I, I know that God is not a respecter of persons. So when you're telling me that you can't and it's not possible and you just don't know and you don't have a purpose, then I remember myself, right? Mm -hmm. Pre all of this. And I stand on the other side. I stand on the side of the potential, right? Because I'm just 
I'm the possibility. Okay. So I think that that all of that experience has was a reward for me to really support women in a way like no no one else. Right. Absolutely. So what does the Divine Purpose School look like? The Divine Purpose School is a virtual platform. I wanted it to be convenient for those women who are working, um, and I wanted it to be accessible to everyone, Mm -hmm. right? So Divine Purpose School is instructor-led. We do have a lot of on-demand courses that you can take, but I do have a platform to interact over a, I think it comes up to like a four-week period, where not only are purpose seekers connected with me, they're also connected with other people. I wanted a community because one of the things I will tell you that was challenging for me in the beginning of all this was finding people who spoke the same language or even understood what I was saying. Mm-hmm. Because uh, there's so many people who can't believe it for themselves that I now understand it was impossible for them to believe everything that I was saying I wanted to do and these dreams that I had in my heart. Well, it made it difficult to have a support system because, mm-hmm. of course, they're going, you know, this lady is nuts. Like, <laughs> what is she talking about? So. I wanted to make the school not only a place for me to teach and share my wisdom, but also for students to connect virtually, build friendships, build relationships, and actually have that place where we can come, be transparent, and be honest and help each other. I really believe in the deep call in the deep, and I think this is one of those things. If you connect with someone who has done it or people who are headed in the same direction, I think that strengthens and increases the possibility of your success, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So if people wanted to get connected with your school, where would they go? They can go to the website, which is divinepurposeschool.com. And if they go to the website there, they can just click on, I want to find my purpose or really any of the tabs just to grab some more information mm-hmm. and, and it'll totally walk them through the next steps. It's, it's pretty cool. You have actually answered all the questions I have for you. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? I guess in closing, I just would like to encourage women. Um, The saddest thing for me is when I speak with a woman and she says, you know, I have a purpose. And maybe it's not the entrepreneurial purpose. And, uh, you know, maybe it is. Some people are already in their purpose and they just don't realize it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a place for everything. There are women who are called to be helpers in their home, be homemakers. There are women who are called to entrepreneurship, teachers. I mean, it's various things, ministry, whatever, right? So mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to feel excluded. We all have a purpose, and God can use it all. But what I want to say is this is the most painful thing for me. When I talk mm-hmm. to a woman and she says, I want to do it, I want to know who I am, and then two years later she's asking the same question. Mm-hmm. So I just encourage people, and I don't, you know, I don't necessarily only advocate myself um, because I don't have to do that. But I think for my biggest plight is making women understand you do not want to live life without knowing who you are and what you were created to be. You don't need permission from anyone. It's you. And at the end of it all, we are going to give a testimony, not for our husbands, not for our parents, not for our children. We're going to give a testimony for the life we live, Mm -hmm. right? And the talents that we were, were given. So I'm really passionate about 
get help, get support, get it done, right? Find out who you are, right? It changes your life. So many women are living below or substandard. I've been there, I've done that. And you don't have to. You don't have to. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.